This is Zoe Church LA. We're not just fans, but rather followers of Jesus. Tune in as Pastor Chad Veach teaches of God's love and how we can live a Zoe life, an abundant life. Luke chapter 5. Hey, if, you, uh, if you've been uh, just joining us recently, it is your first time to church, we're in uh, a series called Faith for a Future and really just walking through the big sections of the book, the big ideas of each section. So I want to cover about five chapters uh, this morning distilled into one. The, the first week we talked about kind of what this idea or concept is, and that's that God has a plan for our life. The big idea that we're talking about for your life is that God sat down before you were born and God ordained all of your days. God doesn't have a plan B for your life. He only has a plan A for your life. There's nothing you've done that has destroyed God's plan. The Bible teaches us that the gifts and the calling of God is irrevocable. You can't get God's plan taken away from you. So good news, God has a plan. The second uh, week we talked about last Sunday, the fact that all of us are candidates to receive God's best. All of us are candidates to receive God's blessing. God's favor. Whether you like the Clippers or the Lakers, you're a candidate. Whether you root for the Angels or the Dodgers, God loves the Dodgers. No matter who you root for, no matter what you've done, anybody thankful today that you are a candidate for God's very best? Come on, that's for your business. That's for your home. Come on, that's for Zoe Church. Put your hands together because it just feels good to clap today. Come on, somebody. So, so we determine what and we determine who. And I want to talk this morning about how. Love this about God. I'll preach in just a moment. But God, God always gets his word down into the how. So in other words, when God gave preachers or God gave shepherds in the Old Testament, the book of Jeremiah, God said, I'm going to give them shepherds who will feed my sheep on knowledge and understanding. In other words, God said, my people are perishing or suffering because of a lack of knowledge. In other words, you don't know what you don't know. So God said, I want to give you some knowledge. So one of the reasons why we come to church is because we receive knowledge. We receive understanding. We receive information. But God never limits his word to information. It drops down to into our heart and becomes inspiration. That's why we get inspired when we come to church. I remember my dad told me when he got saved, he said, son, he was 18. He walked out of this youth meeting. He walked out. He said he felt like he could flip a car upside down. I said, dad, I seen your legs. They look like mine. That ain't going to happen. Hashtag ain't going to happen. But, but you feel inspired. Come on, God wants to give you information this morning. He wants to give you inspiration. But God wants to get all the way into our toes. It becomes application. How to live this thing out. How to walk out the plan and the will of God for our life. So I don't just want to tell you what God has and who gets to be a part. I want to teach you this morning how. Fact, write down the title of this morning's message. It's really the title of this section: How to Fulfill God's Plan for Your Life. How to Walk in God's Plan for Your Life. Let's watch here in Luke chapter 5. We're going to look at one person's life in the Bible today. His name starts off at Simon, but it's going to eventually become Peter. So he's kind of like a rapper. Starts off as Sean, becomes Diddy. Chad's so stupid. Come on, let's get in the word. Making sure you listen in this morning. <laughs> Says when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled to the partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats 
so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken in. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up to shore and left everything and followed him. This is an unbelievable story in the scriptures. Let me paint further context of what we just read. We are, we are reading about a man named Simon. Now, we know that Simon has already had one interaction with Jesus. His first interaction we talked about in week one, his brother Andrew, Simon has a brother named Andrew. Andrew's standing there when John the Baptist sees Jesus for the first time. John the Baptist sees Jesus, he freaks out. He goes, there he is. It's the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. He freaks out so much, he convinces Andrew, this truly is the Christ. Andrew's so convinced, he goes home. He grabs his brother Simon, brings him to Zoe, 11 a.m. service. They walk up. Jesus sees Simon and goes, Simon, your name is this. I'm going to call you Peter. He starts prophesying potential. In other words, God doesn't wait for you to get your act together so he makes a plan. God, even before you were born or said yes to him, come on, anybody thankful today? God made a plan long before you ever decided what you were going to do. God already made up his mind what he was going to do. So Simon has already interacted with Jesus, but as powerful as the exchange was, he did not decide to follow yet. So Simon went back to his business. He's a fisherman, so he's got his Bubba Gump shrimp hat. He's fishing. That's a great movie reference, by the way, that just came. He, he, he's, he's, he's fishing. He's doing his thing. And the Bible says Jesus comes to the shore. He sees Simon out there, and he asks, he says, guys, um, um, is this area not working? Why don't you throw your net on the other side and, and, and catch some more fish. I like Simon. Simon's respectful. He doesn't follow Jesus yet, but he says, um, Master, uh, we've been fishing all night, and we have not cut, cut anything. Um, but nevertheless, because my brother was so excited about you, um, I will throw my net on that other side. The Bible says when he does that, they catch so much fish, they have to signal to another boat to catch all these fish together. These two boats with their breaking nets come to the shore, and Simon, when he gets to the shore, concludes, my interest is so piqued, I don't know who this guy is, but I can guarantee following him is better than this resource. Following Jesus is better than making a whole bunch of money. He forsook everything, and then he followed him. I want to talk this morning about how God ultimately wants to get you to follow his life. God's big plan for you and I is that we would be convinced that Jesus is better than what we have. Following Jesus is better than anything we can conjure or create, no matter what, what the resource or what the catch looks like. Peter said, no, 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 I, I don't know what it is. The mystery, the mystique, the glow, the aura, I've got to follow this guy because there's something about him that's greater than this. Come on, anybody thankful today that you and I, come on, we, we have the decision, we have the opportunity to leave everything else behind to go follow Jesus. I love this, that Jesus... He teaches us how to follow. Let's pray together and let's believe that God will come and speak to us. Father, we thank you that it is the most wonderful season. It's a season for us to acknowledge you and love you and follow you. And we're believing on a morning like today that you'll open up our eyes so we can see your son. Open up our ears so we can hear the Holy Spirit. Do something unique and profound in these moments. 
in this setting. Thank you for your blessing that's on our church. Thank you for blessing that's on our homes and on our lives. We acknowledge that you are for us and not against us. We, we are thankful this season for your word that delivers us and leads us. We love you more than life itself. And God, as a community of Angelinos, we are praying a blessing upon the Rams. Continue to bless them. And we, Lord, a lot of people don't believe what I'm saying right now. But just, Lord, we just ask that in the name of Jesus, you'll bless the Los Angeles Rams in Jesus' name. And everybody said together. Come on, let's put our hands together. A lot of people, I feel opposition. I feel resistance. Go with the wind of the Spirit. Feels good. Just feels good. Um. Look, I'm, I'm 38 years old. I've got four kids, well, almost four, four kids, four chest hair. I'm, I'm getting older. The older I get, the more I am astonished about how little I know how to do. Like, I just, I, I don't know how to do so much. Like, Thanksgiving, Julia looked at me. She's like, babe, um, if you had to cook something for Thanksgiving, what would, you even, what would you even make? And I was like, girl, simmer. I'd make cereal, okay? Like, I don't know how to cook. I don't know how to do math. Anybody thankful today that there's a calculator on your cell phone? Come on. Like, uh, praise the Lord for that thing. Like, there's just so much that I don't know. In particular, at my home, I don't know. How, that's where I get exposed the most. Like, there's a guy in our church we have to call over anytime I need help around the house. Like, I know how to change light bulbs. I know how to unload the dishwasher. That's about where it stops. Everything else, I don't know. I don't know how to hang curtains. I don't know how to fix the washer and dryer. I don't know how to fix the things that break in our home. So I just call him over and I just stand there. I do, I do what I know how to do. I talk to him. Come on. How you doing? What's going on? Need another water? That's all I know how to do. I'm just staying in my lane. He's doing his bit. I'm doing my bit. We're here to serve people. But I want to talk today about how God promised that he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And he will be the ultimate teacher and show you how to fulfill God's plan for your life. I love this about God. God says, I will, I will comfort you. I will lead you. I will remind you. I will even convict you when you're in sin. I will be the one that shows you and teaches you. We serve the only God that doesn't just make enormous plans, but holds our hand and shows us how to walk and fulfill the plan that God has for your life. Come on, anybody thankful this morning? It's not just up to you to figure it out. Come on, anybody thankful today? This is not an Ikea project. Come on, somebody. Come on, anybody thankful this morning? The Holy Spirit would teach you how to fulfill God's plan for your life. And the way that God begins to, to use his plans in our life is God uses this vehicle called faith. In fact, I want to give you point number one. Write this down today. We have faith over fear. We choose as believers, we choose as Jesus people, we exalt faith over fear. I know we live in a fear-plagued society. I know a lot of us can be crippled and plagued by fear. But I want to tell you today that when you become a Jesus person, you actually decide, I live my whole life by faith. By faith, we gave to that elementary school, Alta Loma. By faith, we invested in them. By faith, we're going to go out to Target and buy some Giving Hope toys, and we're going to bless more people. Everything that you and I do now in this kingdom, we do by faith. I'm raising my kids by faith. I'm building my life by faith. I'm building my marriage by faith. Come on, are there any faith people here today that believe that we can actually do it? The Bible says nothing we do now is out of selfish ambition or out of the flesh. Everything we do now, we do now by faith. And I say, well, what is faith? Faith is three things. Faith is trust. Faith is confidence. Faith is belief. So in other words, we do not worship faith. 
We do not exalt faith. We are not here to glorify faith. We are here to put our faith into Jesus. So I have trust in Jesus. I have confidence in Jesus. I believe in Jesus. All of my faith is in a person. It's in a man. His name is Jesus Christ. I have faith in him over fear. Don't live your life paralyzed by fear and what could happen and my kids this way and, 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 and this, that, and the other, or culture, society, political landscape, wars and rumors of wars. No, everything we do, we do by faith. We, the just shall live by faith. Let me show you three scriptures. Hebrews 11, verse 6. Watch what it comes on the screen. It says, it says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. In other words, when I come to God, what pleases God the most is I believe that he is God and he can do what he said he could do. Watch this next one in Matthew. I love this. God always works this way. Listen to what he said. Then he touched their eyes and he said, according to your, what's that word? Come on, there's more people here than that. According to your what? According to your faith, let it be done to you. Watch, last verse, watch this. It says this. The righteous will live by faith. Other translations say, the just shall live by faith. So in other words, in this kingdom, when you become a Jesus follower, everything we do is by trusting Jesus, having confidence in Jesus, having belief in Jesus. All of our life, we don't walk by what we see. We don't walk by what we feel. We don't walk by what we hear. We walk by faith. I love faith people because faith people are a little bit different. They're just different. You ever come to church, you look at somebody, you're like, eh, for sure they're different. They're just Church is full of different people. It's just, you know what I'm saying? Like, like look at me. I'm, I'm for sure different. Like, faith people are different. Faith people see what nobody else sees. Everybody else sees ruined, garbage. Everyone else sees, stay away from that person. Faith people see gold. Faith people see promise. Faith people see potential. Faith people see glorious ruins. Come on, am I preaching to anybody this morning that has the eyes to see what nobody, come on, it's the eyes of faith. Faith people, they, they hear differently. When everybody else hears the doctor's report, the doctor's saying this, that, and the other. I remember when the doctor gave the report for my daughter, Georgia. My, almost six, my daughter, on Saturday, our daughter, Georgia, will turn six years old. Come on. Happy birthday to our Georgia. I remember when the doctor, when he said the report over my daughter, I heard him say one thing, but I heard heaven say another thing. I wasn't going off what man said. I was going off what God said. I heard heaven declaring, come on, the righteous will live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Be it done according to your faith. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. Faith people, they, they see different. They hear different. They even talk different. Someone said to me the other day, they said, where did you get your accent? I said, well, I've always wanted to be a preacher. I've always wanted to be black. That's how I came out right here. This is how, this is just, I ended up with this. I blame Snoop Dogg and Jensen Franklin. Amen. <laughs> Faith people talk different. They speak a different language. Everybody, <laughs> I got you on that one, Billy. <laughs> Faith people talk different. Faith people, the Bible says, speak things that don't exist as though they do. So in other words, before they have it, they're already claiming it. They're saying, that house is mine. That business is going to be sold. Come on, that thing's going to go to another level. Come on, am I preaching to anybody this morning? I feel faith at Zoe Church. Come on, we're a faith church this morning. We believe in Jesus. We've got confidence in Jesus. We've got trust in Jesus. Faith over fear. I love that song we've been singing. Fear is just a liar running out of breath. 
Don't you listen to fear. Fear is such a bully. So many of us, we get plagued with fear, paralyzed with fear. No, it takes faith. And it takes faith to follow Jesus. In fact, I believe that this is one of the vehicles that God uses to get you into the ultimate plan that God has for your life. God is into using vehicles. God always uses vehicles to get you into your destiny. Watch this. God uses generosity. Generosity gets you into a bigger world. In fact, the Bible says those that give, those that are generous, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. So God uses it to get, get you into a bigger world. God uses excellence. When you have a spirit of excellence, God will use your excellence as a vehicle and put you in front of kings and high places. In other words, when you've got a spirit of excellence on your life, you are not put in front of ordinary people. God elevates you and uses excellence to get you in front of kings and high places. God uses the vehicle of wisdom. Wisdom will actually give you favor and you will obtain a good name from the Lord. The Bible says a good name is better to be chosen than riches. Translation, I'd rather have a good name than a lot of money. I know a lot of people with a lot of money and a really bad name. So God uses wisdom to get you into favor and to a good reputation. God always uses the vehicle of faith, trust, confidence, and belief to get you smack dab in the middle of what God has for your life. So God, just you, you just get buckle up. I'm a faith person. I see different. I hear different. I talk different. I live by faith in Jesus. And now God uses it to get you right where he, where he wants you. Ultimately, that's called following the Lord. Write down point number two. I love this. This is the big idea of the book, in my opinion. This is my favorite chapter, in my opinion. Write down number two. It's all about the follow. This is the whole thing for me. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced of it. This is God's plan for your life. God is beckoning and wooing and convicting and loving and comforting you today because all he wants to do is get you to follow Jesus. As soon as you get you there, everything else will be taken care of. God's plan for your life is you follow his son. I'll tell you, I'm a, I'm a parent of, uh, of three, almost four kids, and I'll tell you my number one prayer for my children, the number one prayer for my kids is they will grow up to follow the Lord. They will grow up to follow Jesus. If they're in love with Jesus and they follow Jesus, everything else in their world will be taken care of as long as they're followers of the Lord. I, I just celebrated Thanksgiving with my folks. I saw my, my parents and, and in fact my parents and Julia's parents were all together for pie. You know we didn't want to eat together. We just come together for dessert. That's peaceful. Anyways, so come together, get some pie together. We have a great night together and you know this year for my, uh, sorry, in the last two years in my, my family, all three of us kids have come into taking churches. Are, we're now senior pastors. We all have, my, my little sister has a church in San Diego. My brother has a church in Seattle. And all of us are following the Lord. I don't know what my parents did, but I want to do the same because I want to raise kids that follow Jesus. God's plan for our life is that we follow his son. Anybody thankful today? We have the opportunity. I'm just telling you this morning, it's all about the follow. There are three times in your life you will have to choose to follow Jesus. Let me show you three of them. We already read one of them in, in Simon Peter's life. I'll show you the first one. Write down number one. You will have to do the all-in follow. And the all-in follow is just when at some point you get back to the shore of your life and you go, fish are cool and making money's awesome, but I feel like following Jesus is better than what I have. And so at some point in your for me, I was 16. 16 years old, I'm in the kingdom in Seattle, Washington. I'm on the third level of an event called Promise Keepers. There's 65,000 men 
and I don't know why I grew up in church my whole life. I've been to every camp, conference, prayer meeting, Sunday morning service. I've been to all of it. But for some reason, 16, I decided I don't need all this. I need that man. And I follow Jesus. I'm all in. It wasn't like I was following at a distance and I knew who he was. Some of us have to graduate from just believing in God to following God. The Bible says in James chapter 2, verse 9, it says, even the demons believe and they shudder. And just because you believe doesn't mean you follow. I remember the day I said, I'm all in. I'm following God, heart, soul, mind, and strength. I'm following God and leaving, abandoning everything else to follow God's plan. So there's the all in follow, right down number two. There's the trust you follow. The trust you follow is one of my favorites because God always baits us into this. God's like, okay, we got you now, you're following, but my plans are so big. My dreams are so enormous. I'm going to have to call you out of comfortable and into what I have for you. So there's going to be some following. That it's going to require some trust. You know, I was growing up, we used to play with our team. You know, back in the day, we used to play that game, Trust Fall, where your teammates be behind you with their hands like this on both sides, and you'd be up on a chair, and they'd say, okay, if you trust your teammates, you fall. Some of us, with God, God will lead you to a place where you're following him, and then he'll just ask you, I need you to make it, just trust me here. I'm going to need you with your finances. I'm going to need you with your life. I'm going to need you to trust me. That's why the Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not upon your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all that you say and do, and he will direct your paths. So, so six people clap. Thank you very much. Um, but, but at some point, you have to trust. I love this story. This is a story about now, he, remember, it's Simon. Simon, is, he's, he's in. He's a follower. And they're out in a boat, and they're, they're in the middle of the sea, and, and it's, it's dark out. It's night, and, and they think a ghost is approaching the boat. But Simon's like, no, 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 that's not a ghost. Like, I think that's Jesus. So he sees Jesus, and he's like, the guy's like, no, Simon, you've had a bit too much apple cider, bro. Um, that's a ghost. And he's like, no, it's Jesus. Jesus? He goes, Jesus, if that's you, call, call me out. Call me out to walk on the water. I love his faith. Call me out to walk on the water. He didn't just go like, hey, if it's you, just say hello. He's like, call me to walk on the water. <laughs> what a faith guy, right? Show everybody how loyal I am. So Jesus is like, all right, come. Come on out. Just watch here on the screen. Just re re read the story in the verses here. Put up the verses. He says, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. Listen, before you start hating on Peter because he, he sank and, he, and, and the wind started coming, at least the man was willing to get out of the boat and to walk on water for a little bit. At least he had faith and trust to say, you know what, I'm going to get out of what's comfortable, get out of what's convenient, get out of my familiarity, and I'm going to step on the boat, and I'm going to trust God. And I would listen, some of us this next season, God's going to call you to things that you can never do in your natural ability. God's going to ask you to come do things that you never would have thought of before. And I promise you, if you keep your eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith, you will not sink, you will not sorrow, you will not drown. Don't you go by what you see. Don't you go by what you hear. Here. Don't let the winds and the waves deter you from the plan and the purposes that God has for your life. Come on, somebody thank the Lord this morning. God's calling us to trust him, get out of the boat, and follow heart and soul.
I'm telling you, there have been so many times in my life, so many times in my faith, God said, trust me again, get out the boat. Trust me again, stop being comfortable. So there's the all-in follow, there's the trust follow, and then there's the third one. I love this one, write it down. There's the broken, but I still will follow. I'm broken, I've made mistakes, I've messed it up, everybody's against me, I feel depressed, I don't know what I'm doing, even though I feel like such a, a mess up, I'll still follow you, God. It's one thing to follow Jesus when it's like brand new and it's like, whoa, this is exciting. I love Zoe. This is exciting. This is so fun. God asked me to get out the boat. I'm going to start a business. 501c3. Like, this is awesome. But how do you follow Jesus when you feel like a total failure? You have to learn to say, I feel broken. I feel, I feel down. I feel, I feel like I broke his heart and my heart at the same time, but I'm still willing to follow Jesus. Let me just, just for one moment, for observation's sake, just observe one thing together. Every time Jesus showed up in Simon's life, he showed up at a boat. Like, I'm on a boat. Half the crowd, I feel like I got half. That's good. Every time, boat, boat, boat. What, what, why? What's special about boats? Had nothing to do with the boat. Simon was a fisherman, so God knew where to meet him. God knows where to meet you today. God knows where to find you. God knows what you're facing. If you're a business person, God will show up at the business. No matter what you're facing today, God, he doesn't wait for you to come to him. He comes to you. Showed up every time. Even in the midst of the sea, God showed up and said, come on, get out the boat. I got a plan for you. I got purpose for you. It's all about the follow. It's all about following Jesus. Here's the last thing I want to end with this thought. Write down third and the final point today. What, what, what could a follow today build for your tomorrow? Follow today, I believe it builds our total tomorrow. You know, they say what you see tomorrow is how you live today. What you see tomorrow, it defines your day. Before we got ready to go to Portland to visit Julia's family this last week at our home, there was much laundry, much preparation, getting the jackets out and the, and the hats out and getting everything, because we knew what was coming tomorrow, we got ready today. I just wonder what you decide today could do for you tomorrow. I wonder if you're just saying, I see tomorrow God's got a plan. I see tomorrow God's got destiny. I think that tomorrow for my home, some things could shift. Some things could change. Some things could open up. And I'm living my today off the plan and the purpose that God has for tomorrow. You know, if you just do that every day, just get up tomorrow, Monday morning, say, Jesus, I'm going to follow today. Get up Tuesday morning, Jesus, I'm just choosing to follow you today. You do that every single day. Watch this last verse in Proverbs chapter 4. Put up that last verse, Proverbs chapter 4, 18. The path of the righteous is like the morning sun, shining ever brighter till the full light of day. Translation, you just make the decision to follow every day. I'm telling you, your world's going to get brighter. Your life's going to get bigger. Everything's going to get illuminated under the sun of Jesus Christ. Is there anybody thankful today? Come on, God has a plan. Come on, we are candidates, and Jesus will show you how. He said, just follow me, and I'll take care of the rest. Just follow me, trust in me, and I'll show you how to fulfill the plan that I have for your life. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. 
We hope you are inspired and encouraged by the message. To get more information about Zoe Church, check out our website, www.zoechurch.org, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the newly added Snapchat under the handle Zoe Church LA. Have a blessed day.